Welcome to a Women's Beer Fridge, where we as a community talk about beer. Today, we're joining forces with Beer Fridge Podcast. That's Joanne. Hello. <laughs> and I'm Tori. And we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us and Beer Fridge. So I don't really know the best way to sort of start it. Let's like, do some intros because we got yeah, we got people that people don't know. So we've got Joe and I from the Women's Brew podcast. Should we do a what we're drinking? Yeah, let's do. Let's that. do that. <laughs> right, you want to start, Tori? I'll start. Cool. Uh, I'm at the moment having uh, the Park Brewery Brave Noise beer Ooh. in my Mirakai glass because it felt appropriate and. I had an extra brave noise. So that's what I'm having. Tori from a Women's Brew podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll hand over to you. Okay, I'll, jump, um, I'll jump in then. You want to jump in? Go on. Yeah, why not? So, Mix it out. Beer Fridge podcast. It's not um, an AA meeting, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I will just say, I will just say, I'm a project manager and in my day job. And this is how we do our stand up for like our calls. The customer will be like, all right, I'm so and so from here. Here's what I'm doing. Okay. And I'll nominate you to go next. So that's just my project management kicking in, man. <laughs> to be honest, if this was any meeting, we would all be feeling pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. Considering yeah. So, um, yeah, Mark from the uh, Beerfish Podcast. Um, so I'm drinking um, a Golden Hill Breweries collab with um, Wicked Wolf gin uh, distillery um and it's a crisp clean blonde ale as i mentioned before we started recording and it's told a uh, wicked wolf um and i've got to admit it's absolutely delish to be honest it's the first beer i've tried or that i think i've tried that has been a collab between a brewery and a distillery and it's kind of highlighting the juniper aspect of gin and then fusing that with a blonde ale and it's super refreshing. And as I said, jokingly, before we got started, I was looking for a nice sessionable beer so that I was um, not going to slur too many words as we continued the conversation. And it's a sessionable 7%. So there we go. Nice. I was going to say, as we said before we started recording, that is sessionable. Sessionable. Take it. <laughs> <Definitely>. Next. <laughs> so I go I next. You're, you're meant to nominate them. Oh, sorry. Next. Uh, <laughs> Joe, you go next. I'll go next. Hello, Joe from A Woman's Brew here. And I am drinking our Brave Noise beer that we brewed with Mirakai. Mainly because it's got my face on the can. And we still can't get over the fact that our faces are on the can. But also because it is beautiful. Um, You're still mine. I've still still got some. She's drunk hers already. Uh, Right, who am I nominating? I think I'm lucky enough that the local... Uh, well, I said local, local-ish bottle shop, Middle Farm, still has cans. Ooh. Last time I checked, and that was about two weeks ago. My local one as well, um, the Hive, that's nearby to me uh, in, in the Berkshire area, I think still has some, and I'm due to go down there closer to the weekend, and I'm going to buy more if they have it, because my sister was like, I want to try it, but she's not here until next year. So <laughs> I've got to send one home with my mum when my mum comes to visit. <laughs> Nice. I may as well jump in. Uh, yep. Gavin Beer Fridge Podcast. Um, thank you for having us on. Thank you for ha- uh, letting us have a chat this evening with you guys. I am uh, enjoying some of the new beers from Morrison's. Um, just because I have to. Uh, Wild Child and their Shoot to Thrill uh, Southern Hemisphere IPA at 6%. I'm not going to lie, I was 
I, I picked this beer first because I thought it was going to be shit. Um, <laughs> for the simple fact that the last two that I've had from Wild Child have been slightly uh -huh. underwhelming. However, this has got Galaxy, uh, Urmate Nelson, and Motieka. Um, so you're you're getting the passion fruit, you're getting the citrus feel of it. You get a wee bit of kind of mojito, kind of lemon and lime through it, and it's actually pretty damn decent um especially when it's not super chilled only bought it about an hour and a half ago so it's not super super chilled but it's still tasting very very nice considering that and actually hats off it's actually a decent beer so hats off to wild child and their shoot to throw very nice gilroy nice okay so on the the sessionable train i decided to opt for overtones single hop uh, triple dry hopped double ipa because why would you just just enough numbers? Uh, so this comes in at a almost non-alcoholic eight percent, and it's just called Simcoe, um, and it's perfect. It's a great starter beer. Um, no, joking. It's me uh, feeling sad about the fact that it's no longer Easter and wanting to cling on to that for uh, as long as possible. It was a great long weekend with many good beers drunk. So this is just a continuation and probably the last of the overtones that I've got. Um, really bags of apricot, just a great colour in the glass, quick temperature at the beer fridge, and it's tremendous. It's going to go very quickly, I can already tell. Far too quickly for 8%. Sad. Nice. Very sad, very sad. Very, very. <laughs> Callum, are you telling us what you've got? Uh, no, uh, yeah, my name's Callum and I'm an alcoholic. And uh, <laughs> I've... <laughs> so, I've got some leftovers from the, the lovely weekend. Um, I had some horrendous beer over the weekend, a couple of really bad ones, um, which I'm more, than happy, I'm more than happy to talk about later on if it comes up. Um, but I've just finished a Radical Road from Stuart Brewing, um, and it disappeared so quickly that I, I, I've had to move on to a small giant, also by Stuart, and it's their American Paleo at 4.5%. Um, in fairness to me, the first can was only a 330 so it's not really my fault that it disappeared so quickly. So I've got something a bit more special to move on to later, but uh, yeah, Stuart are, are excellent at knocking out these sort of middle-range ABV Paleos, um, and they do it really well. So yeah, I'm enjoying this one. Nice. I think that just leaves the two people that have probably been the most reoccurring. I think we were discussing before we started recording, recording the most reoccurring guests for, for both of us. Like a podcast. Yeah. They probably don't need an introduction, but give yourselves an introduction anyways of what you're drinking. Yeah, I think we probably do at this point. Emma here from uh, Murakai Brewing and uh, with Ollie, uh, also from Murakai Brewing, obviously. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, like we're drinking our own beer. I mean, obviously. Like, <laughs> why, why not? not you? Yeah, so I've got, because um, it's going to be a full on day of boring admin and I've got to focus. I'm drinking, um, this is a thirst trap, which is our 0.28% like alcohol free beer. Very much tastes like a um, alcohol beer um it's yeah it's just delicious i'm kind of like enjoying that right now and i was drinking it's the mango passion fruit raspberry marshmallow coconut vanilla bower mm. yeah the one who was like that sounds like it's gonna be shit it was that was that like Mark that's or... definitely me 100 <laughs> percent. it's that thing though of, like i think you get used to i don't know i'm gonna just say it like omnipolo being like let's just see how many things we can put into like a single beer and then when you hear like the <clears throat> list that goes on you think like oh it becomes a gamble it's like could be shit could be amazing <laughs> but i think i mean to me i think those flavors work together it's when Luckily you feel like enough, it's, it's amazing you, it's because it's when you get the <laughs> omnipolo when you have like the and then they put in like 
baking and the, and you're like no to stop please stop just don't do it can you taste can you taste everything all uh, yeah pretty much you, you don't need to the mango sorry but they're really nice with the mango and the passion fruit you can definitely get the vanilla and the marshmallow and the coconut once it warms up starts coming through in the back mode oh, so yeah it's, it's, it's nice it's, it's yeah is it sour mm. like uh, who's sour is it it's the most sour one i've done so mm. it uh, think from what I remember it it was it finished <laughs> it, it started souring at three point three point two I think it was before I put it into the FV. So it probably went down a bit further during fermentation, but then when I've added the fruit back in afterwards, it's probably back sweetened it slightly. So it's probably risen it back up again. So it's not as sour as it could be. It's actually quite well balanced. It's it's sour. Look at look sweet. at how look at how much yeah. Mark's twitching. He's twitching on the chair. Yeah. That's just happy. his idea of hell. Yeah. I'm it's sweet and sour, but in a really nice way. I I trust you, Ollie, when it comes to beer, but that like I and I would happily buy a can from you to try it, but it does like Alan <laughs> say, give me every show. like, and then this comes back to my my big pitch when it comes to sours. I want that in a hundred and ten mil can like i don't want it in a 330 i don't want it whatever i want it in 110 one of the old coca-cola cans like the wee dumpies <laughs> that i can drink as a like a palate cleanser between something else but i'm afraid this only comes in 440 so you're really fucked <laughs> <laughs> but um it does taste a bit like breakfast juice you wouldn't really know it's alcoholic 6.5 percent, but yeah you wouldn't know it's That's yeah funny. it tastes like That's... juice I trust you, mate. I trust you. <laughs> I was going to say, if there's one person I feel like I trust the brewing implicitly, like it's always Ollie. It's it's like, I don't think I've ever had one where I've been like, oh, I don't, I don't know. What's I've always around? consistently been like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> cool. So we thought it would be good to come together. As obviously, we spoke to Emma on the Mirakai Brave Noise episode. You guys spoke to Ollie when it came to Brave Noise as well. Um, and it just made sense to be like, cool, we're talking in our circles of like just female identifying people and male identifying people. Like, why not just bring the conversation together and just show that it doesn't have to be like an intimidating and scary conversation? So, yeah, I mean, admittedly, I, I remember when I was like about to listen to your episode and I was like, oh no like how is this gonna go like I was literally like how is this gonna go down like because I don't I was like I don't really know these people like on a personal level besides Ollie and I was like oh how is this how is this gonna work and then I listened to it and I just want to say like genuinely I was actually really like no some it was really good because I felt like you guys started by being like yeah we you know straight white dudes and a bit before um John as well, being like you know we were a bit nervous to talk about it because we felt like maybe it wasn't our place but I think it was really really good because I I honestly strongly feel like some of the people that might need to hear the conversation might need to hear it from yeah. straight white dudes and they need to know that like straight white dude isn't a swear word like I don't feel like straight white dude should be a swear word and I feel like some people feel like it's become a swear word and yeah. I really appreciate the fact that you guys had that conversation and you were presenting it because you might have got a lot of people that didn't know what Brave Noise was or want to necessarily know what it was into being like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, for us, it's it's something we've actually toyed with the idea of, of, of talking about that subject for months before actually doing that podcast. And um, it was obviously Emma got in touch and said you guys were doing one and said it would be a good idea if you get Ollie on to do one as well and we're like you know what let's just let's just do it and if, if we don't do it 
who is going to do it? It might be, it might not, it might not happen at all. And as you mentioned, like at the start of the podcast, we made it very clear that look, we as all an all male uh, panel here, and we're all white male panel, and we're talking about this situation because it needs to be spoken about. And um, Johnny made the really good point of that. Doesn't matter how big a platform you have. We've all got platforms where we can make make noise, and we can we've all got a, a a platform of listeners, whether they they've listened to both our podcasts or one one each, or they they don't drink Mirakai, they do drink Mirakai. Like it's it's up to us just to to bring that subject up and just have an open conversation about, it, regardless of your religion, your race, or your gender. It needs to be spoken about because it's a it is a big issue, and um, you seen with the what was it like over fifteen thousand complaints and stuff that came there the stories that came in like it's a problem it needs to be spoken about yeah and I, I mean I think I appreciate you guys being like yeah we're straight white you know straight white dudes I just want to specify as well like obviously Joe and I are straight white women so we can yep. only talk about it from like a straight white woman standpoint as well like I'm not going to try to talk about it from you know a person of color or an LGBTQ plus yeah. background or anything like that so I mean just anything we say anyone that's listening like sort of caveat of we can only speak about it from our background as well. And we're not like, we don't even claim to be the most diverse, you know, that we, that we can be. And I'm always willing to have a more diverse discussion as well, because I'm totally open to hear other people's stories. And I think you helping to amplify that just can potentially make it more palatable to people that might be afraid of the conversation as well. So um, I just felt like it would have been a miss to not say like, yeah, thank you guys for having the conversation about it because I do think sometimes people get afraid that they're like oh oh it's a bit awkward i don't know what to say it was like i I don't know if that's what you're about to say gav but it it was really like it was quite awkward for a lack of a better phrase and it was quite an uncomfortable conversation it's probably the most it's probably the most research that i've ever done prior and, and i'm glad i did because i still felt really informed about a lot of and again it, it took a lot more we didn't looking into it after we recorded uh, as well known that we're going to have a, a, another conversation today but it was really a difficult one but I, like gav said and like we've all kind of mentioned so far is that it just it needs to be said though it just people need to talk about it and have be open about it and you know just because it's a little bit uncomfortable uh doesn't mean that it's a bad thing you see, we've, we've kind of put our caveat at the top of this, like where we stand and how we like what we look like and how we are and all that kind of thing. But no, I think just being open and honest, and and if it does kind of scratch a little bit of the surface, then you know, and we make a small dent. We were talking about ripples when we yeah. recorded. Yeah. If we make if we drop this little thing and it makes a ripple, and you do the same, then. Hopefully somebody else will talk about it and it'll carry over moving forward. That was, it. That, was the, that was the biggest thing that I took out of it, and, and I think the nervousness on my part was 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 not, you know, wanting to say the wrong thing or or whatever. It was it was more about making sure that that everybody knew that that what we were saying was coming from the right place, and and uh, you know we're not just having the conversation to be seen to be having it. It's just Aye. you know we're we're, do, we're trying to do things for the right reasons and and and. We you know we're not orators, we're not, you know, we're not public speakers or, or public figures or, or anything mm-hmm. like that, but we have a presence online and whether we like it or not, we've got a presence online and there are people as hard as hard as it is to believe there are people that actually listen to our podcast. So so these conversations need to be had and, and yeah, it's it's probably overdue. But but yeah, I'm glad we did it. 
I think we need to lean into that awkwardness because that Mm -hmm. like even even us like when we first started we we were like oh we're gonna like we won't talk about like too deeper things because we don't want to put we don't know what we want to hear about we don't yeah nobody wants to hear that from us and gradually we've gone no do you know what we we have got that platform now we are going to do that and by I think by all of us leaning into that awkward like that's where change happens when we're going you know what we're a bit uncomfortable but that must mean that other people are uncomfortable so let's make that change but to echo Callum I'm, I'm always like oh people listen to us yeah like, I don't really think I just <laughs> talk like, sh- I just talk <laughs> shit and then I'm like people actually listen to us I just gotta say to all of you like people listen to your podcast and people listen to all of your podcasts and people listen to what you kind of have to say not only because you interview some awesome people but because your opinion kind of matters within this industry within this industry I'm not taking myself out of the equations um but what you have to say is really important um to this industry and just the fact that we're all having this really talking about it apart from us so like how can we make more people have more open discussions about what brave noise is about and also like how we can change our industry um as well basically like you know so I just want to commend you all everyone's listening we just need to get like more people having <laughs> conversations about it among themselves as well as just kind of like listening. So how can we make sure that we try and um, activate as many people as possible? And like, what does that look like, basically? Exactly, exactly. Gil, Gil you obviously you were unfortunately busy tonight with recording that that episode. And it, it's in, it'll be interesting to get your point of view, because obviously, like I said, you were unfortunately had to miss that one. Yeah, so I, I mean... I guess through my perspective, I can be open and honest enough to say that I've been when Gav's rightly kind of pushed the button to say, like, we should talk about X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z. And I've kind of always said, like, it's based on our background, us all being male and and, and hetero and white. And and, um, can I say, like, it's not really our, not not for a sense of awkwardness or that we say the wrong thing at all. I think we're... uh, Callum's certainly well read instructively strung the hungry caterpillar together a couple of times I think um, <laughs> uh, but we're pretty well read so it's not fair it was more so from a it's not our story to tell unless we're giving our platform to others to give a voice to and I'd never really contemplated the angle that um, Ollie and, and Johnny and you guys had come up with before which is kind of having the awkward conversation amongst yourselves which I think we've done plenty of times back and backwards and forwards so I think it probably has definitely if you're listening to it it definitely helped to get that out there and have uh get over that hump if you like and i'm hoping or i'm positive that this is the conversation we're having tonight is going to do more of that where the comfort having a wee bit of things have got to be a wee bit uncomfortable for growth to happen right all the time everywhere you think whether it's a a child growing or whatever that there are growing pains for a reason you've got to have that before you can then write okay let's move on and it's about having the foresight and the the kind of patience to have the conversation and then move on you can't just forget about it and turn a blind eye and think that it'll get better which I think I've potentially been guilty of before by thinking the people who need to speak about it are in the right place and are making the right noise and that's just me that's hearing them it's not necessarily everybody else which I think what both you guys are doing and, and I'm now involved in thankfully um, is helping to go towards that and the brave noise thing is just tremendous i mean to build it around something as as universally loved in the industry as excellent beer and then take it and put that platform on it and, and kind of build through there is 
is tremendous and the ideas and the conversations that it's obviously sparking like this are the are definitely the way to go I've got um, a big question for you guys. So like, I feel like, to be honest, as, as we said before we started recording, like you can feel free to ask any questions you guys want or whatever. Like there's no judgment. It's a safe space for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, judgment free, all that. Like I said, we're, none of us are dicks. It's You're fine. building this question up. Um, so my question for you that. guys, my question for you guys is, did you guys, when you put the episode out, did you get any backlash from anybody or like was there a lot of conversation that happened off the back end um I'm asking for a reason but I'm just curious to know if you guys had any more than me I mean I definitely put a couple of messages Gavin's way asking why he had signed Johnny Garrett up to be on the Beer Fridge podcast for the next 12 episodes or something like that other than that (laughs) Gavin will know more about backlash than me for certain I think to be honest if you if you compare it to the level of of feedback that johnny got on his mm. video um we got we actually got nothing at all um whether that means nobody listens to us but we know <laughs> they do um we surprisingly didn't get much at all in terms of negative backlash um which i'll admit kind of surprised me i was i was braced for comments coming through um it might have been that i've turned off, I turned off comments to be fair <laughs> that's one way negative feedback from it but Again, we were we were poised for it and we were mm. expecting it. And to be fair, if if someone wants to give negative feedback with it, fine. It means you've took the time to listen to it. But at the same time, you're the person that really needs to hear it, um, whether you like it or not. And we were we were really lucky. We didn't get anything that Johnny got because Johnny's video. And if you read the comments in that, it is hilarious. Yeah, I did read some of his comments because I remember when it came out when I watched it, and I did read some of his comments, and I was just like. Oh no! Like oh, it just was like a facepalm moment. But I, I mean, I, I was asking because. Um... Can I just add a little bit there? Just mm. like it's something that we've kind of spoke to, like the kind of the, the guests we've had, like since then about as well. Yeah. Um, we we recorded with Claire from Dan's House Brewing yesterday. Which is weird for us being a Monday night and it kind of threw us off. That's but anyway, we, re- we recorded Twitch. Sorry, guys. If you're, if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, it might be out today. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, selfish plug for sure. But um, <laughs> it was interesting because we mentioned it to Claire, um, who is uh, um, obviously a female owner of a brewery who's trying to set up um, uh, a unique. Like kind of idea around kind of the dance hall, and I'm gonna just I'm leaning into it, guys. Yeah, like because the boys, like the whole discotheque thing, yeah, right? Okay. But um, wasn't even aware of the braver your cast and the conversation that he's had, and she was like, I can't believe I I didn't know about this, and she went and looked, and she was like, I'm gonna have to look about brewing this beer, and you know, getting and and doing it, and. You know, and that's just again. I'm talking about the whole pebble thing, and it's a really small ripple. They're a small, really small brewery in Scotland, um, but again, female-led. Um, and and uh, she was talking about it from um, the like the DJ scene. It's very male-oriented as well, and you know, trying to the short combination. And like you say, our little conversation has then stimulated her to go and research and have a look and whether she, whether she makes the beer or not I don't know but again that's something that we can follow up yeah no that's on. that's incredibly interesting but I, I don't think that her like her story's not 
uncommon because a lot of the people I've spoken to, I, I had um, a brewer from a brewery reach out to me being like, I, I didn't know this until I heard, you know, the episodes that went out and uh, I'm going to look into trying to brew this by the end of the year. And um, so it, I think there is my next question for you is going to be about why do you think there's only nine breweries? And, and I think like a big part of that is to do with the lack of knowledge, to be honest. I just think that it's not, there's so many people that don't seem to know about it through the conversations that are being had uh, now that there's more conversations being had and we're making a lot more noise about it like as a as a collective of people it's coming out that people are like yeah I would support that but I didn't know about it and I find that just really really interesting um because I never thought about it from that way because yeah it's yeah yeah it's easy to it's that easy was- to see all oh, you know there's 3,000 craft breweries in the UK and only nine of uh, you know only nine of signed up for it you know, what are all the rest of them playing at? It's easy to, you know, to make that sort of fly off the handle comment, but you, you also need to look at it from the perspective of, you know, a lot of these people might not have the social media presence or, or might not might not be as involved, you know, in our area. So the, you, it's maybe the case that they just haven't heard the conversations that have been happening, um, and and it's a shame to, to tar everyone with the same brush, but you know. No, completely. I don't. I don't think there's any theories that just. I mean, I think there's a lot of consumers that don't know and there's a lot of brewers that don't know and there's a lot of people across the drinks industry as a whole that just don't know. And um, so hopefully, if nothing else, would, this can I, sort I'm, of spark... I'm going to go a wee bit like devil's advocate as usual, Mark right. throwing a spanner. <laughs> no, I like that. That's good. The point that kind of got me when we spoke about it before was the whole head in the sand mm-hmm. thing. I think there's a lot... And again, I think there's a lot of breweries that will have heard of it and have thought long and hard about it. Yeah, and they probably agree it's the right thing to do. And But part of them, there's maybe something that's happened internally or if we put our name to this and something comes out, it looks a little bit hypocritical and, and it might highlight something that we don't really want to be highlighted. So we're going to just hang fire and that sort of thing. And I'm like, for me, that's just, it's the incorrect way of doing Aye, it. I think what we, I think if, what we if, said when you mentioned that when we recorded is, is, is it's the, the, the fact of that you can get involved in Brave Noise and if, if stories do come out, you can you can come back and go look. We can address that situation properly. We know that was wrong. We now have this code of conduct yeah. that we've, we've published online that everyone can see, and we can address that issue. And going forward from point point Z right there, going forward that that thing that happened before won't happen again because we have the proper code of conduct in place. Um, I I think. If breweries out there are scared of that for that reason, it's the wrong way to do it. Like you said, Mark, it's the wrong thing to be doing. Pop your head in the sand because you're scared something might come up. I made a note exactly about um, when you guys had mentioned it as well, because I felt the sort of the same way as well. There might be some breweries that felt that way. And my thought was exactly the same as yours, Gav, was kind of like, well, I I think that there needs to be a wider conversation about the road to redemption and forgiveness. If if a brewery makes a mistake and it's a, a genuine mistake, somebody's done something i'm not saying that the action of harassment or anything like that is is a just a mistake and it's you know not a big deal or not brushing anything under the carpet but i think that you can have 
something like that happen and if you are genuine and you're taking the right steps and you're showing action and not just words there is a road to redemption there and you can build back people's trust and maybe for the time being I'll be like I'm not ready to give you my money right now until I actually physically see that you mean what you say but if you actually do show me that you are putting those changes in maybe it was something you didn't know about but I also think breweries can get ahead of the conversation I'd be curious to hear like sort of Emma and Ollie's thing on this because my thought would be could you get ahead of the conversation and maybe put out something saying we want to brew this beer we want to make this you know mission statement Mm. how do people in our community think we can do better has anyone had a bad experience that we can use to sort of learn from that we're not aware of and stuff and and sort of take control of that conversation I I think Mm, I don't I'm like I'm thinking about there's a few different ways to approach this but like ultimately it's not an elephant in the room because we've all kind of like talked about it but the majority of breweries are owned by men and they're owned by kind of like white men and they're owned by straight men now the thing is is none of these things like um, harassment or like sexual abuse have been experienced like on the whole I'm not saying it has hasn't happened to kind of some but it's not kind of the forefront of your mind if it's not kind of like affecting you it's not one of the things that you think about so you know from a brewery perspective if you've never heard of brave noise like none of your staff um, or yourself like haven't experienced or they haven't told you they've experienced um like harassment of any kind even though it's probably like unlikely, they won't kind of think I'm going to get ahead of the conversation and kind of, you know, try and make change and start it. That Like there just needs to be a general kind of coming together of breweries and about understanding and how we can kind of raise awareness about making change because there might be some breweries who all of us sit here and go, we've all kind of mentioned that there's nine and I was checking on my phone and there are still nine um, breweries out of like 3,000 or what have you. So like, are they doing it? Because they're not, it's like a a multiple of reasons. Like, are they not aware? You know, they worried about things might come up. It's that thing as well. How like the only, yeah, the only way that we can possibly like reach them, like peer to peer from mine and all this perspective and the thing that I'm going to kind of do in action um, is joining SEBA, uh, so the Society of Independent um, Brewery um, Brewers Association. I might have like said that completely wrong, um, but by joining something like SEBA and getting a seat at the table among kind of our peers, regardless of whether we're like a tiny brewery or whatever, I can just kind of get involved in some meeting and then just try and keep adding it to the agenda, try and see what we can actually kind of do within those circles to drive awareness and then get people to kind of actively take part in doing it. I just think it might be one of those things where a handful of people who know about it and are aware about it from like a peer-to-peer perspective, like we're just going to have to drive that conversation and go, like actually spoon feed people up. This is how easy it is. It's not going to cost you a fortune. You know, like everyone's got overheads. Like we've got overheads probably more than most because we're small and we don't benefit from economies of scale. It doesn't matter how big or small your contribution is. It's the fact that you are committing to kind of trying to make a positive change within this industry. And no one's like, no one has like judgment. It's like, as you said, Tori, all these conversations are 
judgment-free zones and we're not kind of saying because you haven't done it you know you're a bad brewery or whatever it's like forget about that like look at what we want to try and do and change things for the better because more people involved in craft brewing more people feel safe in it ultimately like we had a conversation on um, our version of the podcast means more kind of people which means more money and like what brewery doesn't basically like more money and more bums and seats you know like that's that's ultimately that's ultimately it so there's I like I can't kind of like talk to people like how how we reach those people how people come to the realization that we're going to drive change without actually a fundamental awareness that there is a problem you know we've got to make people aware that there is a problem and we need to maybe we can kind of like take learnings from the tech community like I don't know about how we can just make um bring more inclusive and service spaces for everyone. I don't think consumers are aware either so I went to a I went to a local beer festival over the weekend they put the beer list out it was, it was a camera beer festival a lot of it was cast but they had a keg beer stand on and on the beer list was wilderness's brave noise and I was like oh my god this is so progressive like there was other stuff in the lineup that was really good I was like this is amazing went along out of the 15 keg line that was the only one that wasn't on and I just felt like like I was like I was really upset and I was like I know like sometimes beers don't make it sometimes they get there and you can't serve them like there are many reasons why this beer may not have been on but of all the beers I was like you didn't know what you were buying when you picked up that beer and how important it was to get that beer on because and because they didn't know what it was oh it's a beer called Brave Noise I mean, I did ask you as well. I did say like, oh, was it marketed anywhere or anything like that? And she was quite literally like, no, it was mentioned. I only saw it just because I happened to see it in the list, but they weren't like the, the, the festival wasn't promoting as far as like Joe was aware to be like, we have a brave noise beer. Like it wasn't, they didn't know what it was like that, which is, I guess, you know, I mean, it's fair. Don't go fine. That's fair. You can't make your whole festival about the one beer. Like that's fine. But you'd think that you'd want to be like, we have this really good thing that's progressive. Yeah, I do. I do a bottle share. People are going to show. You know how many people are going to show up if you shout about it properly. Right. So I I do a bottle share with one of the one of the one of the people that organised it. So the next time I'm a bottle share, I'm going to be like, by the way. You had yeah. this really good beer on your list and you didn't put it up. And these are the reasons why you should have promoted that. Getting any of that. <laughs> yeah. This beer that went out as well. Like the retailers, they, I've even been into one. It's basically down our road. So when I connected with everybody who I, you know, kind of sold it to and the, like the collective team who brewed it really helped with them um, getting it out there to their um, locals as well. But I was connecting with people and going, you know, like telling them, giving them like stuff to read, like links. I even created like social media posts with like links for them to just basically like amplify and promote themselves and like took a lot of time to spend time talking to everybody that ended up buying it about Brave Noise. I sent them all sorts of like, you know, bits of promotional material. I even had frigging like beer mats made up, whatever, right? So I go down into our kind of local bottle shop He's, he's still got like a few left. He doesn't have a lot left, which is great. But it's kind of like there's really nothing there to talk about. And I spoke to somebody else who didn't, I wasn't responsible for kind of uh, buying it. And I was saying, uh, you know, talking about it and saying it's like not only is it a great beer because it's a fucking great beer, 
it's a great beer. It's a good beer. Like, it is a really good beer. <laughs> I'm uh, unbiased. Yeah. Yeah. Totally unbiased. Yeah, yeah, like, it really, really is a great beer. Um, I lifted sacks of grains for you, MFers. Holly <laughs> <laughs> Mason. But like it's it's important it's an important beer because it's not just it's not just a beer it's a beer and it means this so yeah. I'm kind of like having to evaluate the conversations that I have now I'm thinking okay how can I again go back to everybody that bought brave noise that I still kind of got it and find out like what I can do to actually physically send them more things is it like do I have to print off the posters myself yeah. and mail them to people rather than kind of like you, sending lots of digital assets yeah you to have access to, like what do I need to do that takes it that step further that this will actually be kind of signposted um for people to actually kind of like talk about it and have conversations yeah. quick, quick idea I don't know if it's on the can but could you put a QR code yeah. Everybody looks to grab a can. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, is there? I was like, I'm, unfortunately, I've never, I've not had the chance to try it. Um, but again, if you're talking about, because no. let's be honest, I don't know about you guys, but when you see a QR code on a can, you just can't help. I wonder what's behind uh, yeah. that. And even if it is just half, even if you get 25 percent of people that scan the QR code and it opens up, and then again, you only get half of those people that have any, that actually read it, that's still the... I mean, yeah, we, did have, a, we did have a URL um, rather than like a QR code just because I couldn't fit one on the label because our faces took up... <laughs> our, faces, <laughs> our faces took up way too much space. I there's make no, no, like, I make no, no apologies for, for that. that. Yeah. This I one... bade my love into that bit. <laughs> I'm I'm actually so jealous because I remember when we spoke to you guys before, I was like, we're going to have to get our faces on one of your cans. And you're ah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. At some point, that was like a year ago, you guys. But anyway, and then you guys have got your faces on the cans. Don't worry, so. it's never going to be repeated again. This is the one. <laughs> this is I mean, you said that when shot. we did our first ever brew with a brewery and now we've done three. So that's true. I mean, Bingo. it could be repeated. Because I think it, I think it needs to be repeated. If we, you know, I don't want to say this to be. I don't want to bring the mood down because be I think like everyone who's no. everyone who's kind of like talked about it has been really balanced in terms of you know like positivity about why potentially breweries haven't done a bread noise or like you know generating awareness or whatnot. But like if it gets to to bring the kind of like mood down, if it gets to maybe like a few months time, still at nine. I was gonna say but it can end up turning into like you know, everyone once a year looks for putty every year. And it can turn into that every kind of beer. Yeah, and just make it bigger, make it badder, make it better, and just change change the vibe up on it. But like it, it can't it can't yeah. disappear. Like the the conversation can't well, stop. Used to and, go... It's a case of that education. needs to go hand in hand with raising awareness and yeah. and raising the profile. You know, just brewing the beer every year. You know, the same people buy it every year. You know, it, it, it needs to Shouting go into like, an like, echo like, like exactly. So, like Emma was saying, it, it needs it needs to. You know, we don't we we definitely don't want to bring the mood of the podcast down. And you know, we all we all we all accept that we're being as positive as we can be, yeah. and everything everything's coming from the right place. But we we also need to be sure that what we're doing isn't just falling on deaf ears. 
and yeah. then that's down to us. That's down to us that have a presence. You know, you guys, you and you and Ollie have a presence as a brewery. You're selling to consumers. We have a presence because we've got people who are listening. So it's down to us to not just make this a flash in the pan. You know, we've we've done this. You know, we've done two podcasts on it now, so we'll just not bother talking about it again. You know, so so why? You know, we 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 should be making. You know, that could be our pledge is to, is to make sure that, we, that we're continuing to, to talk about this message um, as for as long as need be. Um, you know, raising awareness as often as we can on social media and raising awareness as often as we can on our podcast to, you know, to make sure that the message just doesn't fizzle out. That's yeah, it. Like I, I, that's that's the thing that I'm really afraid of is that it's going to be like I'm. I mean, to <laughs> to be on that negative <laughs> side of the spectrum. Sorry, guys. I feel like when it comes to certain things that have come up we're like oh this is going to be the time that that brewery is held accountable because how many times can they get in the shit before they're held accountable and then it's like it it's about a month and then it fizzles away because they have a really good tap takeover and so people are like let's you know but they've got really good beers on so let's just they can get away with it and I'm really afraid that when it comes to like brave noise stuff that people be like oh cool that was cute that was a cute release that everyone did last year oh that was nice I supported a charity I feel nice and I'm like yeah but I want it like I just don't want it to fizzle out in that way so I know like Joe and I have done like we are planning on trying to talk to as many breweries as we can that have brewed a brave noise because like I am adamant that I am like I am not going to let this conversation die I mean quite literally (laughs) I pretty much said if people are going to unfollow us because we talk about brave noise too much then I don't give a fuck (laughs) I literally my words were I don't give a fuck I'm sorry Joe you can take this out if you don't like it it. that's it it's about it's about also being aware of yeah we don't want the conversation to fizzle out but we, what we also don't want is for it to just be, yeah, that's that thing that they say at the end of the podcast. Yes. You know, and it's like it's like every time you watch a football match, everybody goes down on one knee. And when, when that stuff, when that first started happening, everybody was really, you know, keen to to talk about the message that, that was that that was, you know, trying to get across. And yeah. but now it just seems as though it's, you know, that's just something they do before they, they kick off a football match, you know. Those, those conversations about racism and, and racial inequality and, and sport and stuff has just sort of fallen by the wayside. And, you know, there's a couple of people that are that are trying to, trying to keep the conversation going, but really, who's, who, you know, what clubs and who's who's taking the stands other than getting everybody to stand, you know, go down on one knee at the, yeah. you know. So, so yeah, it's, it's not just about, it's not just about saying, oh, yeah, have you heard about this brave noise? It's about asking everybody to talk about it, you know, you know, have you had, have you, have you had any issues you know, is there any reason why, you know, if you, if you have heard about it, is there any reason why you haven't brewed it? You know, it, it may be an awkward question, but yeah, it's a question that needs to get asked. It's not even the brewing the beer, mate. Like, when you think about it, because like, I appreciate people and Emma and Ollie will be the first to testament to this. Like, you'll have contracts in place, you'll have a brew schedule that you'll need to keep because you've got... Yeah, totally. And all that. You don't However, have to brew the beer, but it's it's the ethos. It's, it's, it's yeah. the, you know, it's, it's the, the mission statement behind from, it, exactly. It's the code of conduct. Um, you know, having a, that in a public place that Joe blogs, anybody that wants to read it can go and read it and, you know, and like you say, it, it brings a, a safety and a, you know, a beer beer's for everybody and if, if a brewery is... Ha, takes that sort of um, ethos and is public about it. Surely, I, I, 
like from a like a sales point of view and a marketing point of view, surely that's just going to open you up to new, new customers, and because it's not going to turn away any of your customers at the moment, you know. Well, if it does, if it does, there are no customers. You know, yeah. what area? Well, it's not there on those customers anyway. <laughs> it's not the community you want to build. Yeah. I, I think that's like literally spot on with exactly exactly how I feel about that as well, Mark. It's it's a uh, like, and I also think like tap rooms and festivals and all this stuff they need to start ha- like I think sometimes people are like oh they make excuses if someone's too drunk and they behaved a bit like a dick and oh they're a bit they were a bit drunk they didn't mean to make that comment and they didn't mean to not take nose and answer they didn't mean to be offensive to somebody and I do think like in some of these situations like they have these codes of conduct they're outlined so now we have to actually follow them and if someone is being disrespectful quite frankly they need to be they they need to not say oh well you know oh they didn't mean it they were just drunk like that would be the interesting bit for me like if, if you see something like that in a, in a, well. in a tap room that it's made a, bra- a brave near's boy and the brave noise beer jesus christ um and something happens in their tap room or in their venue how they actually approach that situation that would be the interesting thing for yeah me. Definitely. especially see if it's like a, like a, a, a group of guys and there's like, and they're spending a lot of money. If will they some, kick them out, or will, will they, they go? Oh well, exactly. We right. need the money. But I think, is... but I think one thing that people can do is hold their friends accountable. Like yeah. I know that I've, I mean, to be quite honest, like I'm friends with. I've got a, a lot of male friends. Um, like we hang out and everything. It's all good. It's banter in a in a group. But like when you go into a public place, if somebody's being disrespectful, like I would turn around and say to my friend, like, yeah, that's not cool. That's a dick thing to say. Don't say that in public. That reflects negatively on all of us. And that's not being very nice to someone else. Do people hold their friends as accountable or do they just kind of go, ah, so-and-so is just a bit drunk. And like Joe and I had a run in at a festival where we were speaking to a brewery and it was someone we had spoken to before on the podcast and we were having a good like conversation nobody was at this bar at this time um they came up to us to have a conversation we said oh we'll see you at your bar in a minute so we went over there and there was some guys there and we sort of patiently waited waited our turn then we started talking to the brewer meanwhile these guys were still there they hadn't necessarily left they were just trying beers they were doing a lot of sampling amongst themselves we had a conversation with the brewer during this time we actually had a conversation with these guys and we were talking to them about this beer that we were trying. That was really great that we were like super excited about. Um, one of their mates came up and literally didn't even, I was talking to the, the guy at the brewery at the time and I noticed out of the corner of my eye, Joe was having a conversation with this guy and I clocked that this guy had said to her, you're using your sex to get beer. It's yeah. my turn now. Right. Aggressively came up to me and went, Stop taking up space. You're using your sex to get beer. Yeah. Just because I was talking to someone at the bar. I was I was talking to the guy behind the bar and she was talking to his friends at the bar and he was like, You are using your sex to get beer. And we were literally literally just my pure existence. I was like upset this man. A hoodie and I'm not dressed in a profile. Like we had to go through a checklist that you have to do as women (laughs) where you're like Am I wearing a tank top that's showing too much boob? Am I doing this? Am I do- no? Like no. this is a thing that we do have to do. Which can I can I just say that yeah. the fact that you need to do that <laughs> is the issue, right. and, and, and like it's really funny because like again, like I, 
if I'm showing too much boob, then there's maybe a bit of an issue um, in that sense. But and again, I'm not trying to make light of that um, no, at all. But at the no, same, but it's it's that's really fascinating from for me to hear that you know that so a a a guy has made a comment to you about your sex and getting beer and all the rest of it at a beer festival, and your first instinct is to check yourself to make it, sure it that was. you haven't done anything incorrect. Yeah, we, we quite literally, literally. I said to Joe, yeah. I didn't say anything because normally I'd probably be the one that's, I think Emma and Joe can both say like, I'd be the spicy one. That would yeah. definitely be like, excuse you. I don't think so. But I, because I was that's having good. that conversation, yeah. I hadn't caught that part of the conversation. So I was like, I just heard you're using your sex and you're taking up space. And I was like, hang on a minute. Yeah, and she was just like, is he a bit like... So we, and we got, sort like, of went, oh, I'm really sorry and walked away. And I went, was was that banter? Were you... Like, I'm not. And literally, he was like, <laughs> he was really aggressive about it. And I was just like, I'm just buying the drink. And actually, your friends were taking up the space before we were, no, no, get out of the way. And I was like, okay. And just took us out of the situation because there was, there was yeah. no dealing with this man. Yeah. And... So we just took ourselves we, out of the we situation. Made, actually, we made our apologies and we were yeah, like, we were like really so, sorry. We, we apologised to the guy time. at the bar. We were like, sorry, <laughs> and left. And we apologised. Yeah. And that's then, what we and do as women. And I, and, I, and I said, are you, I said, was that a and joke? You were, like, was that, but you were like, was that banter? And I was like, absolutely not. And she went, no, it, he was serious. And I went, but we were just talking to his mates and he just walked up and she was like, I know. Yeah. And then I, and then that's when I went, using our sex to get, I'm like, to do what? It was wearing winter. a full we winter were wearing coat and coats <laughs> and we were talking about beer and we were yeah. talking about beer with that man and his friends and funnily yeah. enough later in that day as well not even an hour later I went to go get a beer at a different stand and his friends were over there and I think his friends had forgotten that they had that they didn't realize the exchange that had happened or they ignored it or they forgot it or they whatever I, I don't know um, and I was getting a stout out of the fridge and I went to go buy it and his friend said one of these guys friends went are you oh what else do you like like oh are you buying a stout and I was like yeah and he was like what else do you like I went well I did tell you about that stout over at the other stand because oh you like stouts what else do you like and I went like it's a surprise that a woman likes a stout yeah and I I I went everything I went I quite like you know at this bar I'd go with the saison (laughs) I'd go with that I'd go with the sour you were like I go for a saison he's like saisons you drink saison and he said to me if I wasn't married if only I wasn't married (laughs) and I was like but I, I knew am... you weren't married what mate like what do <laughs> you think I am, here? and even if I wasn't I'm okay because I'm yeah no. I don't know you that's okay and it was just that how thing many of... marriages have they been launched on the basis of liking stouts right you know? liking right. stouts exactly <laughs> to be fair that probably some really good marriages have been founded that way not mine mm-hmm. um but it was <laughs> it was that thing of like they just were all as equally pissed and nobody called out anybody's behavior yeah. and we no. kind of almost felt like well what's the point of calling it out because it's gonna make I wouldn't have even known where to go to call it out yeah to be well, honest that's, I, where, I, I that's where that's where you know it then falls on the the, the organizers to, yeah. to put to put things in place and hopefully that's that's something that can be pushed forward uh, you know you know in the in the coming months and years is that you know you you've you've experienced that 
there's somebody that you can go and talk to about that. Yeah. You can identify the person, and you know, I'm not saying that that person should immediately be huckled out no. of the out of the, the you know out of the the, the festival, yeah. but they they should be approached by someone and say, listen, mate, you know that 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 comment that you made, that really wasn't appropriate. Yeah. And you know, we realise that that everybody's got their own sense of humour and, and everybody's yeah. got their own their, their own way of conducting a conversation. So is it is it just that you were approaching that from a dickish point of view or is that really how you feel? You know, and if, if it is really how you feel, then <laughs> yeah. really you shouldn't be here, you know, and we'd quite like you to go. And if the, if the person at that point is willing to go, mm. right, okay, listen, listen, that was really dickish, I'm really sorry, you know, then, then fair enough. But there's an education element there. But, yeah. but that 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 framework needs to be in place because it shouldn't it shouldn't be on the person who's experiencing that un- uncomfortable situation, nor should it be on the, that person's friends to step in and intercede on their behalf. There should yeah. be things in place. There should be a, a, a system in place for them to be able to go to somebody and highlight even that. Bar, even bars you know, have to like exactly if it's a bar yeah. or a tap room or a or a or a or a workplace or or anything. You know, it shouldn't yeah. be on you to to check yourself and then and then try and fight your own corner. You know, and we're in such, like, yeah, we're, we're so in used shock. to it. We're so <laughs> used like, to it that we're just like, well, tick that I, off, I think take that off the festival list. The thing is, is I think I was, I think I was shocked in the fact that I was like, that was fairly, that was fairly overt. Like that wasn't even yeah. a. I've got a dark sense of humor, and like what you yeah. were saying, Mark, when you were like, if my boobs are out there, are not to make light of it. Like, no, I make those. Like, I happily take those jokes because I'm like, I've got a dark sense of humor. I like stand up comedy. You have to have a bit of that kind of humor if you any of that. But literally, I was just sort of like, wow, that was very to the There's point. A thing, though, like in terms of <laughs> if it's a if it's a jokish comment and the joke doesn't yeah. land. That if you if, if you know if I make that yeah. joke and you you fill it up by saying I'm really sorry like that was supposed to be funny you yeah. know and yeah but when you say it like you're saying in that sort of dickish tone they, then it then you're just being like you're just being a dick simple yeah. as the point it, I'm coming d- back for me so oh, when you okay. go to, sorry I was going to say for me it's a hundred percent a get to fuck um, <laughs> I mean that's how I felt no 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 chances. I mean, whatever stand-up comedian have you met that's ever came in and went straight to that line without saying hello first? You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody yeah. says hello, and there's a reason why they say hello, because they judge the room, or they judge the recipient, and try at least to judge the recipient, and then make their mark for there. They say good evening, hello, whatever it is. Try and judge it, and then go for there. If they take somebody that's a complete stranger and say something like that to them, it's totally obscene. And for me, there's, there's two groups of people in that situation that need to have a good look at themselves and none of them's you. So it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's three. There's the guy himself. And if you give him the opportunity to say, like you're saying, Calm, 90% of the world you would hope would be able to say, like I was having, but you're giving them an, folk like that, you're giving them an excuse to say, I was only having a carry on and this, that and the next thing and move on. That's not the opportunity you're looking for. You're, you're a, a fud at that point so it's it's the bar the barman's got to have the awareness to say actually you were going to get served just shortly but you're not going to get served at all now yeah. you and your pals can beat it and these mates then are, are then turning into him and saying Why you, we were having a laugh and a carry on there we had quite good chat we were getting served at the bar there was hardly anybody else there it was a great an optimum drinking situation and you've removed us for that because you're a fud yeah, and then whatever happens for there in the car park that they've then all moved to happens but that is why I, I insist on complete and utter silence at the bar 
for that very reason, Mark. <laughs> it was just, it was so, it was so, it was genuinely so awkward. But yeah. I think the worst part was, is it wasn't even that long ago. This was literally December. <laughs> yeah, that was December. <laughs> um, so it's not even that we're talking yeah. about like, oh, before all these like cases yeah. had come up or like all these allegations. This was literally December. And I, I think at that point I was kind of like, oh, like, and not knowing what to do, just kind of it felt yeah. very... Yeah, I don't I feel know like as well, like we might have got ourselves like lulled into a say like set like a sense of security where we're like, you know, like these are our people. Bit, these are our people. <laughs> this is yeah, we're in craft beer land. Everyone, oh no. Nobody's horrible in craft yeah. beer land. Everyone's really <laughs> and we feel like that that mask's been removed. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that not the whole point of this whole conversation yeah. <laughs> at the same yeah. time? You know, but, yeah. I'm going back to the whole sweeping it under the rug and I think kind of touching on what the guys kind of said that if a bar staff or a brewery say oh he was just drunk he was having a laugh and it gets swept under the rug as such then that person doesn't understand the kind of the they don't learn or they don't get taught or whatever it is and what Miguel was saying about you know kick kick them out or at least say look you know if you're at a festival and you know there's plenty of taps and there's plenty of bars or whatever and then this said brewery is basically they've overheard or something you will not be served it here for the rest of the day yeah move on you know and there has to be some form of action it doesn't mean like like getting kicked out depends on what it is of course like yeah i'm trying to like you know, I, I think that's fine. To... You don't just kick someone out in that yeah. situation. I think that there should be a warning system. Like, to be honest, I to be fair, if someone had gone up to that guy and said, you were bang out of order of what you said, I don't want to hear you making a comment like that again to a person or else you're out. Like, you give them one warning and that warning doesn't go down, then they're, if they're too intoxicated to heed that warning, they're out. You know, or maybe they, I don't know. It's like, you shouldn't have to be like a child and go, here's a timeout corner. You go in the timeout corner, but I don't know. Like, there has to be something and it doesn't always just lead to you get chucked out unless it's something se- like... Serious, yeah, really yes, serious. quite serious. Yeah. Like, like who's kind of... Then that brings it back to something that was mentioned in your guys' podcast was um, the kind of like assumption that festivals are like, do you have these individuals who are kind of sort of doing this anyway? They don't exist. Like, no. that's the reason why Pip from the Coven, basically, she was kind of working for different breweries because she's a cuckoo brewer herself and she works at Salt. Um, she was saying, like, you know, she'd hear stories and kind of people who she was connected with and you know like people were getting paid what they called like danger money like who worked at breweries to take this on themselves and be like a conflict you know person who deals with um this kind of these comments and like aggression and they're not like they're not trained they're just kind of like individuals like you and me that are just there to kind of yeah. serve beer they yeah you know, like it's way of their pay grade to actually just be responsible for this and there are like no no festivals are doing this at the moment which is why Pip was like I've got to come up with something and why she's created the um, wellness officer initiative that we're obviously contributing money to to um, train individuals but like at the moment because the resources are so kind of finite and she's actually like managing this whole thing she can only make sure that there's a certain amount kind of trained up because she's only got funds for a certain amount and their deployment 
the logistics of the deployment. So like, I think the first one is gonna be rolled out like in the summer at a festival in Leeds, basically. Um, but like, you, you know, to, so I'm just waffling at this point, but to kind of like, oh, it's a, it's a, one, you know, like festivals, how, how does that kind of like happen? Who's gonna kind of like tell them- Who's gonna pay for it? To, you know, but... Basically how? After what code of conduct and they need to like this criteria needs to be met and who's going to be responsible like who's going to be responsible for that and like how it should be it should be the festival's responsibility to make sure that that's in place just like it's the festival's responsibility to make sure that there's first aid staff there you know there's first aid tents you know for people that are maybe a bit too intoxicated there's, there's ambulance staff there if people get overcome by the heat or the crowds or or whatever there should it should be it should be written in to you know and obviously I'm saying should a hell of a lot here I realise that but but these are the conversations that we should be having and, and for me if you're if you're going to be putting up on a festival these are the things that you need to have in place not you know you, you need to have first aid in place but you also need to have wellness officers in place yeah. because it's not just about it's not just about sexual harassment it could be about drug misuse it could be about you know, people that are trying to peddle illegal substances and you're not comfortable with that and, and you know, you go and speak to somebody about that. That's the kind of thing that, that festivals need to have in place before you put on a festival, in my mind. It needs to be part of the risk assessment. Like, they'll have had yeah. to have done a risk assessment to get permits and things like that. And yeah. like that's just part of setting up an event. You work out a risk assessment. This needs to be added to that standard risk assessment. I think even if we talk about it from a budgetary perspective, like you could repurpose the physical health tent of like you were saying, Callum, like somebody's had too much to drink and they have to go and get first aid or whatever. Like all it takes is having one either mental health first aider or a first aider who knows how to deal with conflict. So uh, I think I saw this as part of the Women on Tap Festival, but I might have been mixing it with something else. I think they were offering a a course for how to interact yeah. and how to as another person that's attending an event how do you put yourself in how do you inject yourself into a situation that you witness and I think like so like I think breweries or companies could be doing that training for their staff for like when you see oh, that yeah. happening mm-hmm. at in your tap room how do you do that if you're working at a festival and you see that happening like how can you do that like how can you get involved in and de-escalate the situation without making it worse um but having someone at a tent that could potentially help in that situation or doing what the wellness officer is going to be doing you can repurpose one stand to do all those things. And it might not be the most effective as having like a bigger budget to do more, but it's better something. to have something. Yeah. Small ripples like we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think the whole budget thing. Sorry, Mark. On you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I think thinking as a budget issue is kind of, again, spanner is the wrong way to think about it because like money gets like more money gets spent on other shit that that is doesn't have uh an impact at festivals and name whatever it is that money gets spent on um corn like, kernels well corn, corn, corn kernels absolute guff yeah <laughs> the the love corn packs exactly but you know like absolute guff but the you know money, like, ever. i think if <laughs> if we give people the option of saying it's just the budget's a bit tight, then it'll never like, get just like you say, like, it just like 
you're going to pay for first aiders. So just fucking pay. If for you want, if you want this permit, if you want to put this festival on, these are the boxes that you must tick. Yeah. You, you, these are these frank, are the services though, that you. Aye. Someone has a shit experience. You've just lost money because I'm not going to yeah, go back. I'm not going to go back next year. Like what happened with Joe and I? That wasn't bad enough to have. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm very much like. This but is how some not? people but like. Are. Why- why, why, why not? Why should anything yeah. like that be deemed like acceptable? This is yeah. just just kind of, you know, saying it broke my heart a little bit, Joanne, when you were kind of saying, you know, I kind of like forgot I got to a place where I was comfortable and thought, oh, few people are my people. And then this individual comes out yeah. of nowhere and reminds you that it's not like shouldn't even be like that should it shouldn't it It, that situation shouldn't have happened it It didn't need to happen it shouldn't have happened the thing is you're right and i and i think the thing is is like what it comes down to is i think the more that you have these experiences and the thicker your skin grows for it unfortunately the more you learn to minimize these situations or you just learn to sort of downplay the situation like gav i think you said your your wife had said um, yeah. In response to it, she's like, "Yeah, I've had that happen to me before," and, and I think thing, it like, like Marcus saying, "Like your situation, John, like you, you, you guys were used to it, and you're like, you, you yeah. looked at yourself first, and then, like I said, when we end up doing the Brave Noise podcast, I, 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 I was listening to um, Johnny's podcast when I was driving back home to Scotland, and he was talking about it, and I, I finished it, and I, I turned around to my wife and I asked her a question. I was like, is, is, is this happened to you?'" And she's like, "Yep," and a heartbeat. She's like, "Yep." And she was like, it was completely normal. The 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 response was like, yep, normal used to. And I was like, holy shit. And this was when that happened was when we were uh, we were running a pub uh, in Oxford. And she was like, yeah, it's normal. And I was like, it's fucking not normal, by the way. Um, and I, I just it it kind of it it really messed with me a little bit that she felt like she didn't want to talk to me about it or felt it was normal that she wasn't even going to say look by the way this happened because she knows fine well if she turned around to me and went up and told me that that happened i would have flew down the stairs and went proper ouija on whoever <laughs> was fucking doing it and would have went yeah. up the tits um which is probably why i should do a course on how to intervene <laughs> I, I think it is that we learned that we, we do management we do yes. learn to sort of minimize it or downplay it or we don't even think about it. we almost if it's a really it's like a if it's a you fairly traumatic normal, yeah. thing we compartmentalize it and we just put it in a box and we're like it's fine or if we end up having a really shit experience but ultimately we're okay it's just emotional trauma or whatever we're like yeah but we were okay we lived it's cool like it's, it's that kind even, of like, stuff see, when, <laughs> see like, like me I've, me I've took the wife to plenty of, of beer festivals and stuff and sometimes she's like oh I, sh- I shouldn't wear this because maybe there's too much cleavage and stuff and i'm like just wear what the fuck you want who yeah. actually cares yeah well, like, well there are some people who care and they'll yeah. let you know about it i, I think yeah, part of that as well what i will say to chime into that as well is i've had that thought but it's not always from a sexual comment nature although it i mean it was like hot over the weekend and i wore shorts and i had someone drive by me and like glare so like i can't even imagine yeah so that aside this the sexual aspect the side of it i've also had experience of see witnessing people talk about on you know different forums about they just wish that there were women on instagram who would talk about beer and not sexualize it and would actually be interested in beer and i feel like there's also a stigma that i've seen about like if you are a person that is 
a bit girlier. I mean, like I said, I can only speak from the female perspective, but as a female, I've been made to feel sometimes like if you're a person that dresses a bit too girly, um, sometimes I like being girly and I don't want to wear a man's t-shirt. Fine. Um, you get accused of not really being interested in beer. Um, but you also see this balance of if I just post um this beer with some tasting notes and you know I'm not in it at all you get some likes I post a selfie of me holding it all of a sudden I'm not interested in beer and I get way more (laughs) and it's the weirdest thing and it genuinely it's not just a female thing that I've does that happen with men so genuinely see what I've found with posts that I put up on our Instagram page see if we're in it it gets a way more likes granted I don't god knows why just gorgeous men when there's a face <laughs> it feels like they get more like and to, i had this thought about a week ago and it was a post and it was some american um account and i can't remember what it was and it was basically can a, a beer and she, she'd placed it in between her cleavage right yeah. purposely in between and it, it infuriated me because i'm like and please again i'm running a, a, a safe space and I'm, I'm saying it fuck it and it infuriated me because I was like, "You're not doing it for the beer. You're you're purposely doing it because you're you're flashing you're, you're flashing your boobies, right? Yep. And you're going to that infuriates want, us too. And you're I wanting think... to you're wanting to get a shit ton of likes because yeah. you put your tits on Instagram. It's yeah. fuck all to do yeah, with the beer. Yeah, but was it a good beer though? God no, because <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I did actually read it, and there was nothing. It was just that it was just the 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 brewery was tagged, and that was it. It wasn't like mm. tasting notes. Yeah. Do the thing is, I don't mind. I will say, like, I don't mind. I'm I'm very much like own your sexuality if that's yeah, what you want to be yeah. like. And it's your totally Instagram. Fine. Put on it what you want to do. Yeah, you want. Exactly. I but I don't mind. So conflicted. The thing that I'm in two minds because. To be quite honest, like when I see when I when I see people that are making it all about the sex, I'm like, good for you. Like that's body positivity, confidence, yeah. like everything, like great. But then there's a part of me that does get frustrated because I do feel like I've had conversations with people that then have used that to take me less seriously. Yeah, then they use that against us. And but I also... find it very frustrating, but it shouldn't be, yeah. I also don't think there should be like a polarizing thing. Like you yeah. can be one thing and you yeah. can be another yeah. thing. Exactly. But also I don't want to stop that woman from do, like, do what, yeah. you, do what you want to <laughs> yeah. do. Why is yeah. what you do yeah. related to what I do in anybody's mind? Yeah, I just find that frustrating. Like, it is probably like a man who said said this to you that has drawn that kind of conclusion and comparison about yeah. not taking you seriously. Who gives a fuck about that individual? You know, we all know we yeah. love beer. We all talk about beer. Someone just comes to you and say, well, she's got her tits out and she's kind of like that. You show any face. I think... I know about beer. I'm enjoying myself. I think that it's so it's, body, it's easy like to say, them. like, okay, but... Like, it is easy to go, okay, but like that doesn't matter. But what I find frustrating is... And I can only speak on this from my perceived, like, stance. Like, I can't prove any of this and it's just how I view things and like you guys might view things much different but so like for example I've I post a beer review and this is so that I'm using an actual real situation that's happened I've I've posted words on a on a beer um and I have said initially it tasted like this as it warmed up it tastes like that it's a stout we know that that happens as things warm like you get more flavors like that's how stouts work I got 
so much pushback in questions and I had somebody be like, isn't that a beer from last year? And I was like, yes, but it's still within its BBE. So like, if you're even going to go by best before dates, the beer that I've talked about is still within its best before date. And I've had some people like, like I felt like I've had to prove myself in my knowledge and how I yeah, feel. And then because... I witness other people who are not the same. And this, like I said, this is very much just perceived, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. somebody that is not the same gender as me post an opinion as a fact and not a correct fact. And they've had people go amazing. Well done. Yeah. And it just feeds into that thing about people don't take what I'm saying, what I'm tasting seriously. It's because you get, you get tarred. You un- no, I agree with you totally because what happens is you, you get tarred with the same brush that that person who's just posting pictures with the beer and, and, and sexualizing things yeah. as, as them. You get tarred with that same br- brush because you're a woman with a craft beer, which should not be the situation. Yeah. You enjoy, enjoy craft beer because you fucking love the beer and you enjoy so many different styles. Whereas that other person is maybe is just literally wanting likes on Instagram so that they can get some endorsements and all that crap that you can get on Instagram. Fuck knows how you do it. Cause <laughs> I don't know how you do it. If you know, let me know. I give a shout, but it didn't, it's, 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 work, it didn't work when I took a picture of the beer between my cleavage. <laughs> They're not having so, it. <laughs> you you just joked with that, but this is exactly what I was going to say. I nearly, did, I nearly did a picture last week. I mean, like, I, I was going to do that. I'm going to do that. I was going to put a bulldog. I was going to put a punk IP right there. Oh, don't. Yes, that sounds brilliant. I was like, deal with that, bitches. Fuck yeah. So, so can I can I just can I just have a, a slight segue to talk about yeah. beer for a second? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super exci- I'm super excited about this. Beer your face. I've I've poured a beer for yeah. Emma and Ollie. I've poured more, I've poured a siren for Emma and Ollie because I know that they love when I drink siren. <laughs> so my dad was in Edinburgh last week and um, picked up a couple of these bottles and it's uh, it's Dark Island Reserve. I've got one of those in the fridge. Yeah, it's a ten percent effort, and it's been aged in uh, whiskey casks, and it's absolutely stunning. It really is. That sounds really nice. It's absolutely superb, Um, and and it's one of these we 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 spoke as we said we spoke to um, to dance house last night, and there was there was a couple of styles that we spoke about that were a bit divisive and 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 frightening, and and one of one of the, the the beer styles that I find really difficult sometimes is whiskey cask beers because they seem to a lot of breweries seem to think that they need to put it in the strongest peatiest, yeah, you know, whiskey barrel to get the flavour out and it's and I I mean I don't particularly like that type of whiskey but this this isn't um, it actually tastes as though it's been in some sort of um, sherry cask or or Ooh. something. Like that, it's it's really really complex. I'm getting lots of chocolate and slight coffee, and but I'm also getting like raisins and oh nice and, nice and nice that kind fruits. of yeah, yeah 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 that kind of thing going on, and it's got a lovely body, and it's it's I mean it's only a three thirty mil, but it's just I'm just sipping away, and it's it's absolutely stunning. It really is. <laughs> I could see um, you have a sip of it, and you were like, yeah, you were yeah, like, it was a total <laughs> beer gasm, like it really was. <laughs> Your face is brilliant. Right? <laughs> no, Callum's quite there, proficient at his uh, the faces when it comes to the podcast because obviously we're going on combos and Callum usually does the if, uh, and I'm going to do this no justice at all but it's the it's like the 
Oh, like me. Um, you got to watch our video to see that. If you're not uh, watching yeah, the video, it's yeah. just not going to make sense. So basically, if you not, remember they put this on YouTube, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we put this on YouTube. So <laughs> that's going to be your Christmas card that gets sent. It's your face. Going. I don't mind my beer guys on Facebook. I'm, I'm, pausing, I'm pausing that and taking a screenshot. To be honest, there is far worse videos of me on YouTube. So I'm that's, very, very, that's fine. That's very but yeah, no, I, I just want to, I, I feel like I just want to be clear as well. Like I don't, I think what anyone chooses to do with their Instagram and their body and all yeah. that, like for me, I'm like, you go yeah. for it and that's oh, fine. Yeah. And I'm not going to, and to be honest, I'm not going to shame you for that. Like, well done. I wish I had the confidence to do what some people do. Like that is so great. My frustration quite literally only comes when I'm being told that that's, <sighs> That that is that I don't like beer because I am I've posted a selfie or something yeah. like that and and I have and I have to prove myself all over again yeah. and I find that frustrating um and it I, I think yeah you have to prove yourself you're not that person yeah yeah and it but but even though but I also feel like that person isn't wrong like if that's no, that they can do what they like like you I, I just yourself. The only reason I'm saying it is just because it's like, like I don't want to yeah. say oh, I'm not that person. It's like, I'm not that person, but there's nothing wrong with that if that is what they That's want. That's what you want to do. I just get frustrated because I I don't like when people make that assumption of like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's all that that is. And there's nothing more to that. And that's what you're doing. And there's nothing more to what you're saying and posting yeah. about. And I find that frustrating. And it's, it, it's a similar thing as like, if I'm working a stand at a beer festival, like I help out a few different breweries at beer festivals and someone comes up and there's no malice behind it. So I'm not even angry when this happens, but someone will come up and be like, oh, what do you have on? And I'll be like, these, these beers. And they'll be like, which one do you recommend? And I'm like, well, what do you like? Talk to me about what you like and yeah. I'll help you figure it out. And they're like, do you drink these? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Why would and they were like, the stand? what? Right. And I, I actually had someone be like, well, all of them. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, what's your favorite style of beer? Quiz. And like, I was being like quizzed and I just felt very, it goes back again to the heart of things where I feel very frustrated because it feels like I'm being quizzed and challenged again because there's no way that as no, a woman, like I can just like right? it. Like I can I explain just like to someone. Text what a dipper was i explained yeah. to someone well they were like ddh and i'm explaining what double dry hopping is and how the brewing process works and they're like how do you know that and i'm and like the fact, the, the fact that the person that's asking you doesn't have a fucking clue doesn't have a clue yeah. but how could i possibly know that i'm like because no. i drink beer dude no matter beer festival that's it i've got to say the breweries that i've helped out like i've full circle for example like i know they are such good people like i know that at that festival that we were at joe where that happened i went up to the after and i was like this just happened and the guys I was yeah. working with were like what what someone said <laughs> what? what to you yeah. and I was like yeah and they were like who is it I was like well this is a big festival it's yeah they've gone now <laughs> not these people I don't know <laughs> and uh, but they were very supportive and they were just like wow I cannot believe someone like said that and it, I know that if I were on that like I feel very confident if I were on that stand and somebody had said made a comment to me like that or had said something like negative they would be like, Dana, not cool. We don't, we don't promote that. And I think that's comes back to the point that I was making originally of like, I think people, the best way that you can be allies of somebody 
is to challenge when they're being mistreated and someone makes a comment and you don't have to make it a big deal of like you're a horrible person because maybe it's not coming from a place of malice if they're just saying I didn't know you drank that yeah just be like normalize it be like yeah of course she drinks beer like of course that you know person of color drinks beer or of course this person drinks beer like why wouldn't they and just make it a normal thing and play it off like it doesn't have to be something that's awkward unless that person's rude and then tell them they can do one but i mean a question a question um to everyone uh that i asked uh i'm gonna ask it to you guys as well everyone i know callum and mark you've obviously obviously already gave me your answer you can repeat them if you can actually remember them but a question i asked on the podcast that we did around brave noise was um in six months kind of 12 months time what do you hope to see a change or what 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 do you hope that brave noises impact has done and what, and what do you hope that like i said is, is different from what it is now joanne i would like to see that festivals they're promoting that they've got a space or that there's someone that you can go to if you need to talk about something or point something out or you know report something i think that's that's a it feels like an easy step mm. for festivals to do and i think i think in six months a year that could be in place it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a difficult thing it doesn't, do, doesn't does it we've, we've already said it shouldn't be a difficult yeah. thing to put in place Gilroy, you you like I said you went on that podcast that we did and it'll be good to hear your your response before we get Emma and Ollie's uh, I think along similar lines I would like it to be part of the risk assessment or the part of the standards of putting together a festival or any space I would also like it to be as accessible as possible for people to be trained um, not only because I think it's to put all the responsibility on one area or another I think the fe- the festival side of things is one thing where it should definitely be part of the cornerstone of setting up the festival but everybody else it's, it's hard when there's alcohol involved but it is everybody's responsibility to a certain extent so it should be the training material should be as open source as possible and it should be on the people who come up with the idea to have that to fund it some way collectively supporting that and having that material be open source and updated and available and able to go on those types of courses or um, do something online. Everybody does something online now, so to do yep. something online that's accessible and available to everybody and have it talked about and also to see a few festivals, that, that to, to see the nine, to see it go beyond nine and double, hopefully, Aye. would be would be excellent. That might be pie in the sky. But to, to, to have that increase beyond nine, I think, would be as well within reach. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's that's my first one of mine is to see more than just nine. Even if I see one extra brewery in six mm-hmm. months decide that they're going to brew something, like to me, that's a massive okay. victory. So getting one additional would be two out of push because I like to uh, project manage me. I like to challenge <laughs> myself. Let's go. Um two of those and then I think for me it's also I'd like to see a beginning of the changing of the infrastructure from like a ground level internally where people look internally and go what are we missing it could be something as basic as um, we don't have uh, maternity leave and maternity leave is going to dissuade a female brewer from applying here or could dissuade a female brewer who wants to start a family from brewing here things like that that aren't considered 
considering those things and considering maybe what they're not doing the best at and making those changes but in parallel also thinking about culturally like how they can promote more inviting spaces in their tap rooms are there events they can be running that would make it more appealing to more diverse crowds than what they're doing because I mean I would have to guess it's not a bad thing if you're everyone can always change like there's always room for growth in my opinion so just because you're not doing something doesn't mean you're doing something wrong it just means that there's more you can do and there's always more that we can do as people so I think for me that's it's number one of having more breweries do it but it's also those like floor level changes yeah definitely um emma ollie um from your perspective as as breweries what would you hope to see change in the next six to 12 months i think oliver already kind of talked about this and i think your podcast and everyone here has touched upon like when i was trying to think because i thought you might ask this question I was thinking about it, but then I actually kind of thought what I personally like to see is the bigger breweries. And we know who, like, we know who they are. We know who they are. Maybe kind of like all come together and do something, do something kind of brave, nice focus because, you know, I'm proud, I'm proud of our brewery. It's small. You know, we've all mentioned that it's a small brewery. We started like last year and we're doing it, but there's only so much impact and noise that we we can make you know there's bigger breweries out there who have like the resources and everyone's doing you know everyone has like time in their calendars for collaborations and and whatnot so is there an opportunity like at a northern monk kind of festival for them to have a brave noise stand is there an opportunity at Cloudwater Friends and Family to do something that's kind of like focused and one of their seminars that really kind of talks about bread noise and has some actionable things that people can kind of do and take away? You know, that there are like these much bigger breweries that could could do more. Definitely. They could, they, yeah. they could do more. They've got the platforms, they've got the following. Like that is where the impact kind of will happen. I believe that, you know, kind of like the sum of all parts and come together and making something bigger. And that's like, that's great. But I feel like there needs to be like some cooperation and collaboration from from these bigger ones. I think they could collaborate just to name, like to name drop one place they could go, Smash the Pine Triarchy. Like they could collaborate with Smash, Smash the Pine Triarchy, mm-hmm. who um, runs events. Uh, it's Grace from Liquid Light. She sort of runs these events where it is good conversations, not just for women, but for LGBTQ people of color, everybody, men, everybody. Um, spaces where everyone can come together and have these conversations so breweries could like reach out to smash the pine triarchy and collaborate with stuff like that to promote positive events and i think that the biggest thing that we can do as consumers is to just ask our favorite breweries to do stuff like this i think joe and i have preached this on like so many of these discussions that we've had ask your breweries if you want somebody to be involved or ask your bottle shops to stock the breweries that are promoting these positive behaviors yeah, exactly. I think for for me, um, and it's, it's something that's literally just popped up in my head while you guys are I've, I've, I've been chatting away. Like we've obviously mentioned about beer festivals and festivals in general. Like if you if you like, we all we love beer festivals. Like the 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 best place, and especially when it's a, a trade day, the the or a trade <laughs> session, they are the fucking best. 
Because um, <laughs> you don't pay for the fucking. I've never once, been, and now I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Once Gavin, <laughs> once Gavin, oh. once Gavin manages to figure out that the beer's free, it's a great night. Until oh, then, he's just generous to people. Very <laughs> reserved, and then all of a sudden it's free, and you're like, oh, drinks for everybody. <laughs> I am, I, honestly, I am balls out. Love that when shit. When he got to the sixth bar, and the guy didn't take his money off him just for being an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think told that, like, eventually that it was free. <laughs> <laughs> but these festivals as well, like, there, yes, there's nine breweries in the UK that do Brave Noise beer. Why not? And, like, it can't be that fucking hard. Just have one stand that is dedicated to every single Brave Noise beer that is getting brewed in the country. Yeah. And just have that one stand. And because people, if you're at a beer beer festival, you go to every bloody stand. And you're walking through and you go, yep, like that. What I, what I always do before I even have a single beer is I walk through the whole hall. Yeah. And then I walk all the way back and I yeah. start from there and then I start drinking. Get steps in. That's a waste get of time. Steps in. No, in, yeah. You need to get your exercise in before the calories go through the roof. All right. <laughs> And what you do is you get everyone... a beer, then you walk round. Yeah, way. exactly. You need one to start with. <laughs> that's the one you circle with. Gavin, yeah, I mean, you've got two hands. You got two. Hundred percent. But Gavin, Gavin, how? Here's a, a, a just because I was on the last time. How do we very quickly? Because I know you're a whiz with the old merch stuff. How do we add a wave noise logo to our gear that we wear? Take me ten minutes. When we go. Take me ten minutes. It should be massive. It'll take me but 10 we all wear double, well, I certainly wear at least double XL. I, was gonna, I don't know. Size, it'll be some size of a logo, so. I don't know if you can. However, this is a, I don't know if you, you technically can add things. However, can I'm going to maybe. Uh, can we do hashtag? Hashtag Brave Noise. Emma, as you're the person that has spoken to them about merch, not because we can cut this part out. Yeah, look, but... I, I can't see it being a, a copyright issue. It'll take me. It's, it's just what, yeah. What, what do you, what do you, what do you need to kind of like do it for? If you let me know, like what, what you kind of like want to do and Even what you want to use it for, then I can just kind of reach out to um, Ash uh, from. Like the bread, nice I was gonna say, I, you can cut this out, it's only because I know that Emma, you were working on a distribution program yeah, in the UK, so I was I'd like, like to buy some, oh, like yeah, buy some. so yeah, that's kind of like so. You see, the top the hoodie that Tori is basically yes. like wearing at yep. the moment that's essentially like what that's I'm trying to get the official kind of like licensing to get printed on merch in this country. And Gil- Gilroy, the tie dye one is wicked. It is, yeah. Really cool. It's only yeah. because I'm from the US and my mum, yeah, is there, and I, so I sent the stuff there. I've got the T-shirt too. It on to me. I was meant. Oh. It was meant to arrive while I was there at Christmas, and it didn't. And I had to be like, "I'm so sorry, mum. Can you mail me these things?" Love to raise my So thank you to my mum. So basically, what you've just said, Tori, is that you're gonna, your mum's gonna ship about. <laughs> six, seven, the worst eight. part is, <laughs> if, I, if I tell you where I'm from, it will make it even worse. And then uh, from Boston, everyone, oh, wants, everyone wants fucking trillium and, no. <laughs> and treehouse. No. And I'm like, no. there's so many other you know what, The reason I'm telling you to fuck off is not from that point of view, it's from a sporting aspect. So oh, that's right. just because we're great at all sports, no. that's not my fault. Don't really one one buzzer beater does not make us a team. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You're, you're talking. You're talking to. You're talking to people here who love American sports and who stay up ridiculously. Late and to watch actually, American football I was going to say I have learned. And um, when I first moved here, I worked with a lot of people from Scotland, and they all loved ice hockey. And I was like, because it's the home. Yeah. 
We invented it. it. Did you invent ice hockey or are you just making that up? Do you believe me? I think Scotland invented ice. Well, that's about it. Yeah, Scotland yeah, invented ice. Scotland is fighting with sticks. It's going to have been us to begin with. It's, a, it's just, an advancing common. Let's just go back to a more basic level here. Scotland invented everything. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I have, I have had that conversation with people. So <laughs> let's like, just let's post? just draw a line. Yes. <laughs> let's just draw a line under that discussion there. Scotland invented everything. All yeah. right, that's fine. But I'm going to so, tell you that Boston sports, we never give up. We are yeah, the underdogs. I've heard that shape before. Um, <laughs> but uh, Scott, so going me... going back to your going back to your previous question, yes. Gav, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like Emma. I, I, I was kind of expecting this conversation. Um, to, to happen at some point in this podcast and um, I've been thinking since we, done the con- uh, we did the podcast um, before, I've been thinking you know, about what what I and we can do as a podcast as opposed to the, the wish list of what we want to see change and what can we do to drive change um, and I think you know, we're, we're pretty small and we've, got a, we've not got that you know, wider reach but what, what I intend to do, I've kind of set myself a little target as, as to to, to broach the subject with the guests that we have on the, the podcast and, and talk about Brave Noise and talk about, you know, have you heard of it? You know, just just have that discussion. Have that discussion. And that's what I'm determined to do um, this year and, and moving forward is to have that discussion with, with every guest that comes on to the podcast. And, you know, and if that's if that's a conversation that they want to have and, and it's a good conversation, we'll play it. And if it's an awkward conversation, and um, it's, and they want to try and deflect and move away we'll from it. it. We'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that seems that seems to me to be the only way that we can we can move forward and and keep it current and keep it you know keep it alive and and our listeners' ears um, as to, exactly. to keep talking about it. Yeah. I do just want to say I really idea. appreciate that because it could yeah. be easy for you to just be like, not that I'm saying you as like a friend, but I mean just in general, it could be easy for you to be like. Yeah, it. I really want to see that. We had the conversation yeah. and we really want to see this. Yeah. But I think it's really great that you're like, actually, we could push ourselves to ask the people yeah. we interview. Like, how, And I think your reach is, you're, you're not giving yourself enough credit, obviously. You're, you're on a board game. You're going to be a shiny, a shiny Charizard. <laughs> like, come on, though. Yeah, holographic Charizard. Um, I will. I'll contribute to that because I need the, someone uh, to be a holographic Charizard. But your reach is to the pitch. We, we we should be able to add it to the to the kind of preamble, Gav. I think to say this is oh. going to be one of the topics we want to talk about because nobody should ever feel. I don't think. Blindsided. Don't yeah, make them feel ambushed on a, by any means. But... By any stretch, as much as it should feel within anybody's right to ask a question like that, I think we put it up front and and kind of at the the principal bit of the conversation to say we want to talk about this bit and get your thoughts on it, and then Aye. the ones the response that you get is the response you get at that point, and the ones yeah. who exactly. everybody knows what the, the outcome that you're looking for and what the result is if we don't get the outcome we're looking for, or it comes back, we didn't ask us about that, and things like that, I think they shy away from it. And it's not going to be a, so why did you know? What did you know do that for? Yeah. You know and we're not going to, like, we're the, the last person that's going to spear the arse at anybody for any decision. We just want to find out what the how they feel about it and what they would maybe like to do and and if we can make it one iota easier for them to get involved with like-minded people who also want to do that and have done before and make it easy for them and try and make it a wee bit more approachable by having the right material and things in front of us, then that's Definitely. all we can do. 
Definitely. I think just talking to you guys though, like has made me think about how like this conversation between us has been really good. And I think yeah. it's been like a really productive conversation. And I hope like maybe tap rooms could sit there and be like, I'm going to have a night where we host a conversation about brave noise and highlight a particular brewery or something like that. Like, I think that the discussions between everybody like is really important in promoting these conversations face to face is really good. So that'll be pretty cool. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that is a really cool thing for you guys to be like, yeah, we'll just start, yeah. like you said, not blindsiding people, but asking people the the difficult questions that I think well, should be like, asked. We, we genuinely like uh, the, the kind of motto of the podcast is real breweries, real beers, real opinions. Like we we don't, we tend not to bullshit. And um, the, the one thing that's just kind of, uh, we're talking about the shiny Charizard cars and stuff, and we're going to be a part of the, the Battle of the Breweries kind of season two. And one little idea that's popped in my head is, is which I'll, I'll I'll pitch to I'll, I'll pitch is that on our card we have the brave noise emblem or something of brave noise on our card, um, some of which I think would be pretty cool. But um, Mark, we've, we've the the well, best to last. That you haven't really touched on. To be fair, um, I just I the the one thing for me was what Tori said was if one other brewery decides to brew the beer and to be honest i don't really care about the beer and that's absolutely blasphemy on a beer podcast i know but the code of conduct is far more important it's just it just is and even if you told me like we we, we can't fit the beer in this this year fine just do the code of conduct sign up put it's not there's just there's a shit ton of resources on the Brave Noise website. So many resources. Yeah, Joe and I literally just recorded um, the first one we released. It's an interview with the Park Brewery. And I literally, in 30 minutes, and that's not even going through the website, that's like 25 minutes of me waffling and, f- and talking absolute shit and five minutes of the actual going through the process just to prove, I went on it live as we were recording, just to prove, like, I know, I think Johnny said last time yeah. he was wondering if some of the hurdle was uh, some of it was the hurdles of how much you know spinning plates there were sort of thing mm-hmm. i went through it on that episode just to dispel because i think that might be a misconception i think yeah, people yeah. think that there's a lot that's involved but actually when you boil it down there's not you can be as simple with it as you want to be so hopefully you guys did a shameless plug at the beginning i'm going to do a shameless plug at the end when that episode does come out in a few weeks time like listen to it if you are a brewery that's interested because we really show you like it's not a difficult it's not as difficult as it sounds and i encourage any other podcasts and any other people to also demonstrate the same thing like i don't think that there's a oh we're doing the same content that's not good like no this is the same it's, it's the type of same content like let's all do that yeah can i just on that point that you make content for a couple of weeks in advance how organized there is no way <laughs> it's cool she's going, going on holidays, holidays. <laughs> she's going on holidays so we're banking some stuff ready to go how selfish man all oh, right no. No. <laughs> you see that you also see we that. we had to pivot on our brave noise conversations yeah. because we were going to do one really long episode and then we were like we're having really good conversations yeah. this is going to be like a three day long episode. Yeah. <laughs> see but like this this effort that what we're recording right now is going to sit in our bank longer than anything we've ever done usually we, I, I, it comes out the next day and i'm like this this is going to monday so nah you guys are crushing it you've got a shiny child yeah. don't you worry about it <laughs> <laughs>
I know that this is sort of like the ending point, but I've just got one more question for you. That's sort of come off the back end of the conversations you've just had about um, breweries brewing a brave noise beer. And I wrote this down to ask sort of at the beginning, but when, if you guys were to find a brewery that you maybe hadn't known before, do you think the majority of people or put yourselves in that position would order a beer from a brewery you didn't know that much about if you knew that they were ordering a Brave Noise beer just to just to support them? 100%. If, if After this it, conversation, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, if, if, if I was if I was going on to a, a brewery that had a mixed box and one of them was a Brave Noise beer, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Because that brewery is obviously the, the, the right kind of brewery for us. So, so yeah, I think the fact that, that they've got that that beer would 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 definitely sing the right notes for me. If if I put my beer, if, if I put try really hard to put everything else aside for a second and put my pure beer wanker hat on, I want to try all nine brave noise That's, beers. We're trying to do that as well. We're trying to do that. <laughs> Unfortunately, Bedlam. some of them are already gone. I know, <laughs> some uh, of them are gone, but that would be a train you would like if you go hunting for single hop series of stuff. And need to get all of them when a brewery does it. You're exactly the type of person that's going to want to go. Right, okay, that's the same recipe, but it's two different minds. This one's Ollie's version. This one's Aye, and Ollie's Ollie's version. put a massive twist on that one. Like well, it's not really the same recipe, Ollie, is it? <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> so map them up and put somebody's mind, like take that person's mind and get it to show when the brewery is meant to be within the same kind of rough, if hazy guidelines. Yeah. Oh, the Vault City was like mm-hmm. I've not drank like, mine yet. Mine's I I did because I my broke dog got in my way and I dropped it and then it cracked open. I was like, "Cause I have to drink it now," and uh, <laughs> it was amazing. I wasn't gonna let it go to waste. That's a brave <laughs> noise beer, fellas. That's oh, not happening. <laughs> but I ordered a new one. Don't worry. But it was it was genuinely like amazing. The fact that there was like a similar recipe, but they'd done it as a sour, and it was just like, "Oh, that's really cool." But um if you're interested in saisons, like I know wilderness brewery like coming up soon. But um Wilderness what? Brewery is gonna be canning there soon and they have a lot of really interesting stuff. And it's a brewery that admittedly I had never heard of before before you hearing about listen- it. You mean you What's don't it, listen to the podcast? <laughs> I, I had genuinely, I hadn't heard that. I heard you guys quite a while ago, <laughs> but I hadn't heard that episode. Sticking this up out of my hole now. <laughs> digging, keep uh, digging. James, James at Wilderness is the best salesman I've ever spoken to in my life. He's hilarious. He made me laugh. <laughs> oh my God. So hard. I've so got that funny. one as well. <laughs> that has that's been in the fridge for a good That's Oh God, that's, that's the best beer I've ever tasted. Really? Okay. The sour ale with plum. And I was like, oh, I need I to get something. And Once the brave noise is out, I'm going to do an order. I'm doing yeah. another order, and I want to get sour the 17 quid plum. bottle. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was sour ale with plum. But Na- yeah, naive melody. It's called. Naive melody. It's Callum's um, favorite beer. I've, I've just Best not beer. had. I've not had the bollocks yet to open it. <laughs> Yeah, I've still got mine. Send it to me. That's it, Joe. If you're lucky, I'll bring it for your birthday. And we can share that That's one. exciting. Um, if you're unlucky, you're not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do um, you, Gav, uh, me, and Mark should try yours together on our podcast. Have you still that. got yours? But, yes, of course. I've got oh, of course. Just for, just for Callum's benefit. Get it up, you son. <laughs> <laughs> Just rubbing it in there. Just rubbing it. Well, 
That's all right. Uh, we can. I can take it to the festival. I can take it to Arendelle, and we could all share it at Arendelle. Oh, oh, nice. Calm's on the one messing it. What is she? You're all going to Brew London, so. <laughs> Sure we sure. will actually have our brave noise on at a couple of festivals. So yes, excellent. excellent. I was going to say I did write it down actually in the notes that really excited because I've only had the brave noise that we made in the can. Yeah, a few, ta- a few, a few times. Uh, but we're actually going to have it on on tap. You guys are having yeah. it on well, tap, aren't you? Yeah, we want to. I'm put. Yeah, pushing for that to make that happen. I'm going to speak to Stuart and Samantha at Arundel on Thursday because we've got our beer, the Calabria launching sort of oh, a yeah. little mini launch mm. then. So. Yeah, see what else they want on tap for us, basically. So we've got like one 30 litre still full and then another sort of half a keg, basically. So we'll see what we can... I was was stupid or lucky that the only way I could get brave noise when we recorded the podcast for yourself, Ollie, was from a local bottle shop, Bidorama, and they had it in keg, and they they put it in a wee one-litre bottle for me. It had one litre of, of brave noise, which was... Of the bollocks. Granted, I was a wee bit, I was a bit scared of um, transporting it from the tap room to the back to the beer fridge, but um, yes, it was tasting unreal. And I, you could, you knew straight away when I, when you you started sipping it. I was like, yeah, Ollie's not stuck to the recipe. He's um, he's went a wee bit off the wall here, and I was like, yeah. love it. I, and it was the first thing I said to you. I was like, what have you done twist. to this beer? I was like, what have you done to this? Because you have not done what it says on the internet. But I, it was honestly, mate, it was. Awesome. I like to think it was all this. It was the whole thing. just like, it. just went so. Ollie was like, please put the fucking hops yeah, in. Yeah, Ollie's like, put the hops in. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, we've got to get, we got to film this. Put the hops in. It was the when Ainsley Harriet. I said, I said to Ollie on the day, and I will say it again, like publicly for everybody, that I felt like, thank you so much, Ollie, because I genuinely felt like it was really nice to just be treated. In a way that you're like, yeah, you're lifting bags. Yeah, you're doing this thing. And when I said to you, like, oh, thanks for, like, just being like, yeah, you're doing everything. Like, all of it. You, you were like, measure out the water to be this many centimetres. And my brain thinks in inches. And I had to say to Kimberly, like, this is right. Before I mark it off, because this could really fuck everything up. And she was like, yeah, that's good. And I was like, okay. Um, but worry. he literally let us I do double check. Right, right. I was like, he wouldn't have let you fuck it up. It's appreciate you, appreciate you. But it was that fact that you were like, yeah, why wouldn't I? And I was like, because I think some people, and this is not a slight to other people at all, some people want to make sure you have the best time possible. And sometimes that means that they're like, we don't want you to have to work too hard that you then make Wait. it so it's not fun anymore yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, Ollie was like, yeah, unless you can't lift a bag, you're lifting a bag. And there was one point I tried to lift a bag by myself, but the way your hopper was, I was like, Emma, I need you. I can't yeah, do it. <laughs> you sure? Is it you, sure? you signed up to make a beer. It's yeah. all <laughs> it was it was just really like it was a really cool thing that like Ollie was. At just least like, the amount of work yeah. I have to do on a collaboration day, the best. <laughs> I was gonna say, that was, that's the reason why you do it, right? That's we were spa. Reason. We were treating it like a spa. We were like, "This is nice. These, these, <laughs> this heat coming off of the of the mash tun is brilliant. We'll just luxuriate in it." Bit of exfoliation. Great. There we go. <laughs> Scent grain oh, facial afterwards. Yeah, super. Love it. But yeah, no. Thank you guys so much for having the conversation because oh. I think it's been a really good conversation. Yeah, it's been excellent. And I hope this encourages other people to go out and have the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I gen- like, genuinely like, like I mentioned it before. Like it was a conversation we wanted to have a long time ago 
and we for lack of a better word we didn't have the balls to do it and then we realized fuck it we need to we we need we've got a platform we need to do it and we're so chuffed genuinely chuffed that we had it and that we've been able to come on here with you guys and have this have this conversation with yourselves and and obviously emma and ollie from the mirakai who are just producing some amazing beers and are part of the a breweries breweries to watch on some of our favorite people yeah i can't yeah. remember what beer subscription but it must be a monkey one but on that <laughs> and a certain beer subscription um you're a brewery to watch and we we said it from day one um you're making some phenomenal beers so please keep up what you're doing because we all appreciate what you're doing and um we'll keep shouting you out loud because we love your beers and brave noise is, is a beer that needs to be shouted about and the whole thing in general needs to be shouted about and i know from us in the beerfish podcast we are not going to stop talking about this because it needs to be spoken about yeah seconded oh, from a woman's brain yeah all and of all, that all i was of that. literally all of that yeah, the second i had that. your dipper i'm fairly certain <laughs> like emma i said to you like what has he done <laughs> This is like the most amazing yeah, I've ever had in my in my he life. Is a, see, to be honest, he is a wizard. Jen, yeah. see any bottle shop I'm in and I see a Mirakai beer, I'm like, yep. I don't I, I don't even look at what's there. I was like, yep, thank you very much. Granted, like... granted, granted, it's a lot of fucking money when I'm in Middle Farm. Like, oh shit. There's a <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they do have all of our stuff, basically. In you, oh, oh, don't you worry. I know. My wallet yeah. knows about two or three weeks ago. I was like... <laughs> oh that's it we've we've got to have i feel like we need to have like a meet up in person there needs to be a drink meet up in person so we'll come to you guys i mean i mean there could be half of one (laughs) technically uh, like you said the island that festival in Islanders all weekend myself and mark are only at brulander on the friday there is a oh, on the Saturday. Well, on the oh, Saturday. You've got to volunteer to work because I think those are the only Oh, two Saturday sold out. Oh, you yeah, can you volunteer to work and hang out with us oh, behind yeah. the bar. Gav, <laughs> Gav and I could talk our way into anything. Like, so oh, don't, don't worry. worry don't just you say you're part of Miracle. Be like, we are We are part of Miracle. Yeah. 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 I'm only, I just cut my beard a wee bit. Yeah. yeah. Ollie will be yeah. like, I have to go to the toilet and then you'll come and you'll be like, hello, I'm Ollie. Don't so that's, that. that's brilliant thank you guys again this been yeah, really it's been great. so good it's been brilliant thanks no, for having us for fun. sure it's been good fun um i, I don't know how you, you want to just plug your shit like yeah. we'll, every if you're not listening to us and you're on if you post it on your channel we're a women's brew if I mean, you're listening of, to yeah, it on us come on bingo like, boy Oh, you want bingo, boy? You want bingo? Oh, bingo. Gonna, yeah, oh, bingo. do bingo. Yeah, do bingo. <laughs> all I was, uh, genuinely, all I was going to say is, uh, um, if you haven't already, make sure you head over to Women's Brew on social media and f- like, follow, and share all their content. You will not be disappointed. And while you're at it, head over and search for the Beer Fridge Podcast. Like, follow, and share. Uh, if you fancy it and you can support the podcast in many different ways, you can head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Beer Fridge Podcast, where you can gain access to exclusive content and you get some homebrew from the guys as well. If you've not got money to stoop it for that, you can also just give us a five-star review. We much appreciate that as well. And make sure if you haven't already and you're listening to this and you're listening to it in the Women's Brew Give them a five star. What the fuck are you doing? Five star review. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Genuinely, genuinely, head over there. I'm much appreciated. I'm not do the whole. I'm not do the whole sponsorship thing. I think we've got podcast friends now. Like we've got like beer friends, and we've got brewery friends, and now we've got podcast friends. So we can be like, can we ask you questions about podcasting? 
I think they were just really, really nice. Yeah, and I think, cool. uh, admittedly, I didn't say it when we were recording. Admittedly, I was like quite nervous when we started recording because I was like, I don't really know these like I don't really know them on like a personal level like some of the people we speak to like some of the people we speak to like I already have like somewhat of not everybody but some people I have like somewhat of a relationship we've had like a bit of a chat with beforehand a back and and forth beforehand and quite literally the back and forth was just with you know Gav and it was a we we want to do this episode and they were super on board with it and that was all the conversation that was happening so it wasn't the same as like when we're talking to someone from a brewery that we're going to interview and we have a bit of back and forth of you know how we're going to do it so I was really nervous thinking like oh what if we're like what if we don't get on or what if it's super awkward and I didn't feel any of that they were like such nice guys and I think we're all on the same page as well about everything which is amazing and to be fair I'd listened to their episode and I knew that they didn't have vastly different views at all but there's one thing to listen to an episode and know that they don't have vastly different views and it's another to like actually be on an episode and then obviously shout out to Emma and Ollie because they're always great they are literally always great um and they are always so easy to talk to and willing to give their time and it's absolutely brilliant um and yeah it's uh it was a good it was a good conversation I think and I think that was yeah. a really productive conversation I yeah, really hope that more people have similar conversations going forward I think it'll be a I really good thing to, for the industry I think we need to check in to this podcast a year from now and see if any of those things that we talked about have happened and six I think we need to do a six, six month check-in yeah. and a year check-in yeah. and say in six months and we'll what's see happened, where we've and got then in a year what's happened and yeah. see if anything that what we've wanted to see happen actually happens that's a really good idea let's see if they're down for it because um and to be fair I'll say like they're invited back to the podcast yeah anytime Anytime. and Emma and Ollie obviously they know they're invited back to the podcast (laughs) anytime because they they've already been on a bunch of times and they'll be on hopefully a bunch more times so um Tori if if people want to talk to you about your wonderful intro skills uh, where can they talk to you? I did the intro today <laughs> and I basically just made it up right before we started recording because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, none of this was pre-written today. No. Normally I write a an outline. I normally have, it's not a lot written, but I normally have some yeah, type have, of skill yeah. of like, it's roughly outlined. Not today, people. We went for, we went for an authentic conversation today. <laughs> very, very authentic. Yeah. And I like to think the intro was very good uh so yeah if you want to talk to me about my natural charisma and how i do that and how you too can have this natural charisma the you can find bingo voice my my personal bingo <laughs> voice which i never want to listen to because i never listen to our episode back because i hate the sound of my voice uh you can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism and what i will say is <laughs> You can cut this out if you want, Joe. But I might. Um, what I will say is that I just want some redemption for what I said about uh, listening to them or when the guys had mentioned about me commenting on a brewery they had interviewed, not listen to them. I will say I have listened to them in the past. I took a gap <laughs> from listening to any beer related podcast, and that includes I have never listened to one of our episodes. She's I never listened to one of our episodes. I talk never. shit about beer. 
and I took a break from listening to it, but I have listened to them and many other breweries in the past, but in the last few months, I have gone on a sabbatical. Joe, if people want to talk to you about, I don't know, what do you want people to talk to you about? You can talk to me about anything. You can come to A Woman's Brew, which is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's pretty much where we take everything for the podcast now. Um, you can also find me hanging out at my beer school which is love beer learning and that is on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest come and find all the exciting beer learning things there uh, we also have a website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk that's got an excellent blog uh, we have an email address which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com we will take uh, emails for the podcast there currently we are still rolling out <laughs> uh, fun things that are coming soon um and also we have a patreon too if you would like to subscribe to our patreon and help support a woman's brew the podcast to become as great as as the beer fridge podcast support us on someday patreon. we will get a shiny yes. charizard yes oh, we will okay. <laughs> whatever i need to for a shiny charizard <laughs> that is patreon.com forward slash love beer learning on that note cheers, cheers. <laughs>